What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of English Turks, where I review your favorite Turkish series with and without English subtitles. And today we're talking about Masumla Apartmani, episode 7. Oh my, every time I watch this show, I am just in love. I am so like just invested in the show, the characters. I feel like I'm stepping into another world. And this week is just amazing. This week is just as amazing as every one of the other weeks that I've watched this show, all other six episodes beside this one. They've all been amazing, including this one. Um, so we actually started out this episode with this like nervous, intense feeling because NJ was inside of their house, their apartment. She was in the apartment. She was sitting on the couch, turns out to be their mother's couch, and literally spreading her germs everywhere. Like I could see the germs crawling everywhere. And poor Safiye didn't know what to do with herself. So she just starts screaming. But what made it even worse was that her father was having one of his episodes. And so he referred to them as servants. And then he referred to Han as his dead son, Omer. So it just made things even worse. And here's NJ trying to be, you know, kind and trying to be considerate and taking his his feelings into account and taking his mental state into account and just she didn't even know what to do with herself because she's trying to figure out where exactly did she go wrong I mean she knows that Safiya doesn't like her but to that extent and then she committed the cardinal sin I mean the sins of all sins and she touched Safiya's hand and oh my gosh if Safiya could have died at that moment she probably would but she's so like focused on the fact that you know the germs are everywhere that she doesn't have a chance to die if she wanted so NJ leaves the house Han tries to apologize but then her brother comes and he and he throws it in his face like where's my dad he's you're the last person we've seen him with where is he where is he where is he and Han is out there dealing with that while Safiye bans her dad from going anywhere. So she bans Hikmet. He must only stay in that area, the living room area. He cannot go anywhere else in the house while she runs to the bathroom to try to wash off the germs on her hand. And I just felt for her so badly in that moment because like, it, it, it was that same feeling that I got when Gulben was out there, but I didn't cry for Safiye, obviously. And so she's like scrubbing her hand. She's trying to get Neriman to count for her. And it's just not working. I mean, her mind is completely lost in this. And of course, everything is Inja's fault. Everything. I mean, forget the fact that she brought their dad home. No, she's the reason for everything being horrible. And so Han tries to reason with Safiye, but Safiye is just not having it. So Han just had to leave that environment. I mean, the dad didn't want to listen to Han, and honestly, what more could he do? So he just leaves the house so that he can catch his breath a bit, and Safiye goes on the cleaning mode and just starts cleaning. And she covers, she 
makes the dad take everything off. And what's worse is that she's like recreating history, you know, with these things that happened where she saw them as, oh my gosh, like this is so wrong. But the problem is she was never able to deal with her mother's death. And if only Han would force her to go see a psychiatrist. I mean, we got Zoom now. <laughs> I, you know what I was thinking about, to be honest? Um, I watched the show earlier today, and when I was going out running errands, I was thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, Safia, how can she survive coronavirus? She'd never be able to survive that. She would literally faint. No one would be allowed in the house. No one would be allowed to leave. Han wouldn't even be allowed to leave, not with coronavirus out there. Absolutely not. How would they even get groceries? So that that thought was kind of going through my mind is that, wow, that would have been really difficult. But I don't really know what year period we're living in here. But there's obviously technology. And finding a way to convince Safia to see a psychologist a psychiatrist because honestly if she would just deal with her mother's death things would be so much better because honestly her behavior pattern didn't happen until her mother died and I think she's blaming herself for that because remember in the last episode I guess she was I don't know if she went to school or she was trying to run away with the guy that was downstairs I think all of that her trying to do that and then her mom fainting and eventually dying, I think that's what's messed up in her mind. Because that's where Gulben started peeing on herself. And so they obviously need to deal with their mother's death. And as soon as they do that, I think they will be so much better. Because I honestly feel like Safie is dealing with all of these issues because she blames herself for her mother dying. So it's kind of like she's trying to keep her mother's legacy alive, you know, trying to make up for, you know, basically saying to herself, my mother would have been here if it wasn't for me. So I need to keep everything the way that she would have had it. And that's why she adopted all of her mother's crazy antics. Because every time you look at the flashbacks, she's the one looking at her mother like she's crazy. So she's forcing her dad right now to remove all his clothes and she's going to throw everything away, including his favorite robe. It looks like a favorite robe or a robe or whatever that he's wearing. And almost was like, making him take it off right then and there and when you look at the flashback it's the same thing her mother did to her father and then her having to leave the room so that her father can remove all his clothes to go take a bath so it's like recreating history recreating what she went through almost but I don't think she's purposely doing it I think it's just part of trying to keep her mother's legacy alive so anyway NJ's trying to get out of Han to understand what's going on with the sisters, and Han is not being very forthcoming. Of course, EJ, her brother, is so focused on trying to figure out what's going on with his dad, and in the beginning, we all thought that Han was the person with the difficulty, like Han was somewhat, you know, displaced mentally or something and he has his flaws but when it comes to this situation honestly he's really just trying to protect NJ that's really what he's trying to do if you think about it him not talking about the dad is because now that we know the dad's not dead is because he doesn't want NJ to know that the father conned him into giving him money and then Again, when Ejay 
you know, blamed Han and said, you're the one that doesn't want to tell our grandfather that you married her and da-da-da-da, when really it was Inja because Han wanted to do it from jump. As soon as they got married and they went back to the apartment, he wanted to tell everyone. He didn't care. And it was Inja that stopped him. And for Inja not to speak up, honestly, it was really annoying really annoying for her not to open her mouth she made it seem like Khan didn't tell her prior to her meeting up with Eje that he did give the dad money she made it seem like Han really was the person that's preventing them from telling the grandpa when it's really her you know like so she's wrong in this case but she's so fixated on what's going on with Han himself that she's not even thinking about what she's doing to him in the long run, you know? And so she she wants to know if Han is, if there's something dangerous, some dangerous secret that Han is keeping from her. And so then her friend Ezra goes to his friend Esat and tries to get something out of him. And honestly, him telling her that story was weird. Like, out of nowhere, you want to tell that story? It just stuck out that much. But she did put a lot of pressure on him, so I can understand that much. And so with this story, now we're introduced, and I'm kind of fast-forwarding through here, um, just this section of the story. They they end up with um, him with this mannequin in the car as the teacher. So now this is really scary. This is... He needs to see a psychiatrist. If you're still running after this teacher and you have this cloth and you're tying it around her neck and pretending, and he's saying, like, why is this so hard? So I do feel like NJ is going to help him get through this, but at the same time, he's not really open to that yet. She, he needs to trust her more because there, so far he tried to tell Asat a little bit about the family, but Asat didn't believe him. And so maybe with time he'll start to tell NJ what's going on and he can work on whatever he's going through. Now let's get back to Safi and them. So Han tells Safi, listen, this is what I lived through when I was at the school away from my family. And so now I really appreciate having dinner at the table with my family don't take that away from me so could you please because you know she like she tarped that entire section of the home she tarped the entire place and so he's like listen when I get home this needs to be taken care of and I think he has to do things like that because if not then they would be living like that for the rest of their lives and so he ends up telling her this, and so she tries to work really hard to prepare that part of the house again, and then the water shuts off. And oh my gosh, they're like twiddling their thumbs with the water. And when they finally reach Han, Han sends Asat to help take care of the situation. Now, of course, Gulben now knows that Asat never married Ezra, so she's back in her giddy, I have a crush on you phase. And then Safiye finds out, and cuts Gulben's hair. And that really was so heartbreaking. It was such an abusive thing to do. And just to get that flashback of her mother doing it to Gulben, really, really, oh my gosh. I mean, she must have felt super bad at that part. And, you know, she knew what she did was wrong. Safia knows every time she does things, she, she's doing the wrong thing. Because even with Neriman, Neriman's like, I don't want to be like you. And then when she tells her, like, I don't want to be sorry for myself, and da-da-da-da, then she re she remembers herself when she's younger. And so she's like, you know what, you go to school. You do that, you know? So 
Safia does feel bad because she knows what she's doing a lot of the times is wrong. And she remembers how she feels when her mother was doing it to her and her sisters. And so it's difficult. It's difficult for her. And she really, if she would just see a psychiatrist, what's the Turkish show? Um, Kirimaz or something like that, that new one with the psychiatrist. They need to bring her in because she's needed so badly right now. And so, yeah, she cut Gulban's hair, man. That really hurt my feelings. It really did. I felt bad about that. So anyway, Gulban apologizes because, man, did you see what Gulban did? She had that, like, evil stare on her face, and she's like, Safiye, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get married. My hair is going to grow back, and I'm going to leave this, and I'm going to escape you. I mean, that's how angry she was. I mean, it's her hair. That was wicked. And so that scared even me. And Safi is like, oh my gosh, I'm really pushing limits that maybe I shouldn't push. But eventually Gulben goes back and apologizes. And Safi is like, you're forgiven. It's okay. But honestly, you could tell she wants to ask for forgiveness for herself for what she did. And so, I mean, all this is happening. And it's really difficult because... They're all trying to just work through these different situations that they're going through, and they don't know how to get out of it, which is why they need a psychiatrist and which is why Safia cannot deal with injury because injury is disturbing her, you know, her mode of life, like how she lives life. And everyone has been accepting of it so far, but with Inje, it makes it so much more difficult because now Han is probably challenging her more. Gulben's challenging her. Neriman's challenging her. And so she's blaming everything on Inje because before Inje entered their life, she was able to run the household like a mad woman and just like her mom did. And so right at the end of their apology, that doll breaks, the, the, the dolls that were connected by the head, it breaks, and man, it was so foretelling. It was really scary. And, but Han fixed it and gave, gives it back to Gulben, and Gulben sees the wedding ring. Unfortunately, she almost tells, she almost tells um, Safie, but then Safie was like so happy that I guess she didn't want to ruin that moment. And so she decides to talk to Han quietly but she unfortunately goes and finds Han is not in his room so who knows what she's going to do in the next episode she might run she might wake up Safie and then she'll tell Safie and then she'll be like he's not here and honestly now that the grandpa um Inje's grandpa actually sees Inje over by this car but doesn't see Han so hopefully Inje doesn't tell him that Han's in the car because honestly if he does that'll be scary um, so he's going to have to deal with NJ. The grandpa's going to deal with NJ. And Gulben, who knows what she's going to do. I mean, this show is crazy, crazy. And I'm a little bit upset with EJ because, like, EJ should... Why is he, like, still attacking Han, honestly? I know the only reason why he should be angry with Han is marrying his sister and them not selling anything. But at the end of the day... Him being bribed by the by the dad, I mean, come on, you need to be more angry with your dad than to be angry with Han, you know, because Han is trying to protect the sister, which he doesn't see it that way yet, but when he does, I wonder what's going to happen. Let me know what you guys think about this. This show is so intense. I love it. I really look forward to watching this show every week because it's just one of those things that you can get lost in. Let me know what you guys think in the comments, and I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast.
really quickly, I'm excited to say that we have our very first podcast sponsor. They are sponsoring all the episodes for this week, and it's MyDizzyLife.com. On there, you can find clothing items and accessories with your favorite Turkish sayings, such as Sen Chok Sevirum and Baya Baya Yi and Chok Gazal. And they're all nice clothing items. I've seen the website. I actually ordered some things for myself. So if you're interested, just go to www.mydizzylife.com. Check out the items and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast channel and also feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post videos there. And if you would like, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where we post all our social media updates. Talk to you guys soon.